Hi, this is Jonathan Barella and Brittany Barella bringing to you the 46th episode of A Couple of Many. What, what? I know it. I know it. So uh, to start us out, you want to give us a quick weekly recap? Yeah. Um, I went out like twice this weekend. Like I was a young person. Yeah. That was misleading. Like, <laughs> like I was a middle-aged person that has a social life. <laughs> <laughs> Um, so that was fun. I had a, a, a committee meeting for committee I sit on, obviously. And one of my good friends is on that same committee. And so afterwards we hadn't really had a chance to connect. We worked together. So like we've connected work-wise, but we really hadn't had a chance to like just sit down, like just us. Um, or I guess just not work-related. Does that make sense? Yeah. He's yawning. Sorry. <laughs> and, uh, so we went out and that was so fun and one of our other friends ended up being on a date and <laughs> accidentally met up with us. It was fun. It was fun. And then another, they were leaving a little get together I was supposed to be at, but I was getting ready for Lake day, which we got to do on Friday. Um, and anyways, I was like, well, I'm getting my car clean. They were like, well, come meet us for drinks since you skipped the event you're supposed to be at. And I was like, well, I mean, be rude not to, um, so I did that. Actually, what I said was, "Hold on, let me make sure Jonathan is cool." <laughs> yeah, yeah. And I was—I mean, I was cool. I don't—I don't care. I'm glad she gets to. I'm glad she's you know going out and being social and. It's just crazy though because like I have not really done anything social since like 2019. I don't know. I mean, really and truly, because all during the pandemic, I never went out. I don't. I, don't go golfing with anyone i don't you know what i mean and then i yeah. feel like the last two months i've been really social yeah i don't think it's a bad thing no but it is like just different it's been nice but also it's hard like whenever i'm out and you're not there like i miss you yeah yeah i i may i miss you too but i mean it's cool that you get to go it is and I, i'm thankful <laughs> for the time like uh what was it thursday night it was just you know four other women and you know, it was just really nice to kind of spend that time just as just as lady folk. Uh, oh, she's yawning. Yeah. She's got the yawns, and I'm looking for a little ear scratcher thing, so that's why I'm away from her right now. <laughs> when he says ear scratcher thing, he means bobby pin. Yeah, I use them to scratch my ears. I know I'm disgusting. He steals all of my bobby pins. And I used to think it was the grossest thing ever, but now I kind of do it sometimes, so there's that. <laughs> um... And the and reason, then, yeah. sorry, the reason I call them ear scratchers because that's what Annabelle calls them. She's like, she's like, Daddy, I found some more of your ear scratcher thingies. <laughs> oh my gosh! I'm like, no, those are my bobby pens. Um, but Friday I got to do late day, which is like a really cool um, company thing that we get to do, and we get to take our leadership team and just get them out of their schools, out of town a little ways, and just kind of let us all like relax and unwind and enjoy each other's company and. I just love it. Like, I, I always appreciate, and y'all have heard me talk about how much I love my work family, but I always appreciate that, like, our higher-uppers, if you will, <laughs> spend so much time, like, really trying to be thoughtful and making sure that, you know, we, we can kind of de-stress and just enjoy each other and and just have that time to just build personal relationships and not just, you know, like, okay, where are you achieving? Like, what are you doing? You know what I mean? Yeah. Um. And so it, it, it's something I always look forward to every summer. And so we got one out of the way with actually one done, which is so bittersweet. Love doing it. Sad that it's done. And we'll have another one this summer. Um, but I got some gnarly bruises. 
Yeah, you really do. Like, holy smokes. I don't always... Um, so I, I've taken to calling her my boat buddy, my boat buddy that I like to hang out with. Um, one of my dear friends, uh, she is not like a tuber or anything either. And I don't, I haven't really tubed a lot. Um, but I did this last go around and I beat the crap out of myself. Uh, Yeah, it looks like it. Well, and here's the thing too. Our friend that drives the boat. Like, he, I was like, hey, be gentle with me. And he was like, yeah, I got you. Like, no big deal. Like, it wasn't like he was throwing me around. But I think the problem was the girls I was getting on the the thing with, they were, like, knocking me around because they were a little tired. (laughs) Um, But anyway, so, yeah, I got some gnarly bruises from it. And then I'm trying to think what else. Oh, it was so much fun. Oh, I I burned the heck out of myself, like, all my skin. Yeah, it looks pretty funny. All of my skin. While I was doing that, though, you were golfing with my brother. Yeah, yeah, it was a lot of fun. That's all you got? Yeah. <laughs> Didn't y'all, like, end up hanging out the whole day? Yeah. Yeah, it was it was pretty fun. Um, did that. Uh, and, yeah, just, just kind of chilled. All right, well, good good story time. Yeah, it was pretty good. Um, I mean, I know you had to like work a little bit too, but I mean, y'all spent some good time together, didn't you? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it it was cool. Like nothing that I could, um, finalize for a Friday, but I mean, got some pretty good potential going into this week. I have a couple of customers that want to sign up tomorrow, so I'm pretty happy with that. Yeah. That They're is like, exciting. bring us back Monday. We're not going to be here much, to, <laughs> much, much more today. It's like, oh, Okay. But, I mean, it's nice that if you're going to have a bunch of customers that don't want to work on Friday, you can at least, like, get everything ready and spend some time with other people, you know? Yeah. Um, okay. Well, then Saturday was birthday parties palooza again. Yeah. And then, oh, a huge thing that happened this week was Maggie's hand. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, that was, that was pretty big. That was exhausting. Yeah. So, it's been like a... We noticed her kind of babying it Tuesday, or was it Monday? Um, Tuesday, babying her right right arm. Yeah, and we, but there, I mean, she had full range of motion. We couldn't physically see anything wrong with her. And then Wednesday, we got her out of the bathtub, and um, I went to put her, her PJs on. And, like, again, like, she was kind of babying it, but more than anything we noticed was she wouldn't put pressure on it. And so I'm putting her PJs on, and I realize, like, her wrist is now swollen. So I take her into the little walk-in clinic, and they do x-rays. They see nothing. They x-ray her arm, though, not her hand. So that was kind of annoying. And they basically said, oh, I think it's an infection from a bug bite. Followed up with her doctor. Her doctor wanted more x-rays just to be sure. We did more x-rays still. Nothing is wrong. Like, no, nothing is structurally wrong with this girl's yeah. arm or hand. And so the best we can figure is she got some kind of weird bug bite and got an infection from it. Yeah, it was pretty strange, but I mean she's doing a lot better now. Her her hand's gone down. It looks a little more normal than it than it did. Looked like yeah. she had like a little boxing glove on. It's crazy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then Eloise, her allergies have been kicking her butt. Just kind of being one of those things. And like Saturday, we were supposed to do three birthday parties. Two were at the same time. And so ultimately, we could only make two happen, and yeah, and that stinks, like because we love our our other little buddy whose birthday it was, but yeah, I mean, what yeah. can you do? 
Like, I mean, we were running so many different directions. Yeah, and it was like, okay, go chop Annabelle off at this party. I'll be here with the twins. When the kids are done swimming at that party, then I'll go over because we didn't want to get Mags. Oh, that the... that makes three because you're talking about your parents. Yeah, because we couldn't get Mags in the sun because of uh, the, antibiotics. the antibiotics. And then um, Eloise is just draining. I was like, I don't want to put her out there and her get cold and wet and then i was like no like that that's how she catches a cold like that's how we're 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 isolated for like three days (laughs) yeah it was just oh it was a whole thing um but then oh and yesterday we found out that we're having another niece yep yep pretty cool yeah jonathan on jonathan's side this time so that's exciting um and then yeah father's day yep the old Father's Day. The old Father's Day. So um, the big girl stayed with Jonathan's parents last night. They haven't in a while and really wanted to. So whenever Jonathan woke up this morning, I was like, what do you want to do? And he was like, I don't want to wear real pants. <laughs> yeah. I was like, I don't really want to get dressed. I kind of want just want to take it easy today. I wore like, I have like a little pair of like workout shorts um, yeah. that are really comfortable. So I wore those. My girl dad shirt, which has is like super soft cotton, super soft socks, and my shoes and the hat. Like I didn't even do my hair. You're living on the edge. Yeah, so I was like, I just want to chill today. Well, and it it kind of settled into he wanted to spend some time with his dad. Yep. Wanted to be able to take a nap. Yep, hard nap. Yeah, he did nap hard. Everybody did. Um, and then wanted to take the twins to their first movie. So we yeah. took all four girls to see Buzz. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, we went to go see the new Buzz Lightyear movie. Um, just because, like, I love going to the movies. The big girls love going to the movies. Britt likes going to the movies. Like, just wanted to introduce the twins to that. I mean, they do really good with watching movies now. So I didn't think it was going to be a big problem because they watch movies just fine here at the house. But if you put snacks in front of them, they're really bogged down. So it's like snacks, a giant TV, like, reclining couches we went to the movies at the mall because they got the like lean back seats and i mean they did perfect they sat through the whole thing they didn't get crazy like they did great yeah they really did and um some of our really good friends friend family i don't know what you want to call them they're they're friends that are practically family um they came too which was nice like you know it's it's always nice to have extra set of hands when you have four kiddos out in public um but really like our kids did great yeah really i like the extra set of eyes like we we can handle the the four kids just the eyes if they if they like one of the kids runs off yeah yeah. or like someone's lagging behind or just the eyes constantly checking on the kids is what i really appreciated yeah for sure well and just having that experience with them you know it's definitely people that we respect and we love the kids to be around them as much as possible so them sharing and like those first and stuff like that is really special yeah um oh and it was so sweet so we were leaving the theater and eloise was taking forever to walk down the stairs and would not let me carry her so we get halfway down and i'm just like forget it i scoop her up because this other family is like waiting and i feel bad that they're like (laughs) waiting for us and we're moving at a snail's pace so i just scoop her up and carry down so then she's freaking out and then we get to the bottom and I'm like, I don't, maybe she'll go to you, Jonathan. And she was not about him either. And Annabelle just comes and takes her hand and she was like, okay, like so yeah. good with Annabelle. Yeah. And then Eloise like 
split second like has this huge smile on her face and like no annabelle's hand and like grabs annabelle's hand and they just walk outside together like the whole way to the car i was like what (laughs) i know i i do love that they have so many sisters yeah and annabelle she can be such a good big sister i know she she's really been harping on this like whole like protector like uh taking um like the initiative like the responsibility of her sisters now so she's been she's been doing a really good job at it and i like I, i'll point it out to her i'll be like man thank you so much for being you know so brave for your sisters or thank you so much for being such a leader today and stuff like that yeah well and it was just really cool to see like she was just like oh i bet she'll come to me and just like went and got her yeah like <laughs> no not a thing no no problem so since it is father's day Let's start our Father's Day episode. All right. So what is it like being a dad? Ooh, you're coming out swinging with the questions. I mean, literally structuring it the same as Mother's Day one. <laughs> <laughs> um, what is it like being a dad? It's like being... Oh, man. It's like being like this superhero slash I, I have like it, it's it's so it's okay so it's like being like a superhero slash famous person mm. right mm-hmm. because like you walk in and like your kids go crazy for you they're like daddy's home and they start screaming and when you got we's dancing and everyone coming up like rushing you and it's like really cool but you know, thinking about it, it's like, you know, yes, they're excited to see me, but I feel like they're excited to just be in my presence because they don't want me to hold them. They don't want, like, other than, like, a quick two-second hug, they just want to be around you. Mm. And the feeling of someone just wanting to be around you that, like, loves you and that, like, it's, like, counting on you to protect them, counting on you to, like show them like how to take care of themselves really cool stuff and i it's just it's it's a crazy amount of emotion and like thought to say oh it feels like this you know Mm -hmm. what i'm saying (laughs) like Mm -hmm. just the like wheeze nose freeing her nose frida eating her in the middle of the night she like crying screaming i'm the one that does it and then like scooping her up afterwards and like the big hug that she gives me and like I always say, like, baby, I'm sorry, but I I need to to, like, help you breathe. Like, I love you. And she looks up at me. She's like, I love you, daddy. I'm like, oh, my God. Like, there's there's no better feeling. Yeah. 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 I can see that. I mean, you, one of the things that you told me early on when we were dating was, like, that you wanted to be the dad. Like, yeah. you wanted to be a father. Yeah, yeah. Has it's, it lived up to the hype? It has. It has. Especially, like, you know... Like today, or like when Mags went to the to the doctor and Eloise, oh, we didn't, I guess we didn't tell that story. So when Mags mm-hmm. had to go to the doctor to get x-rayed, Eloise missed her like crazy. And when she got home, you know, it was after bedtime, so Weeze is still like crying in her crib. Like I could not console her. Like so I, you know, picked her up and like let her go hug Maggie and she just stood in Maggie's arms like bawling her eyes out, just missing her and worried about her. And I'm like this is awesome because I don't know if I showed these girls like how to 
keep relationships like intact or how to care for someone, but they care for each other. And that's, that's all I want is for them to care for each other, you know? Yeah. What do you feel like is the coolest thing about being a dad? (laughs) The the coolest thing, and I don't know if it's going to be cool, you know, when these girls get older, because what I think is funny right now, I don't think everyone thinks it's funny, but the coolest thing is like teaching them stuff that you know, (laughs) like, like dances and songs and, you know, funny handshakes and like me and Olive have our own secret handshake. Like, and none of the other girls have it with me, but Olive and I do it, you know, but like building those special relationships is like the coolest thing about being a dad. And like people were saying like, oh man, like she does just this, just like you, or, you know, man, she looks just like you when you were in this age. You know what I'm saying? Like mm-hmm. just seeing almost that mirror image. Yeah. Maggie looks just like you did as a toddler. <laughs> yeah. But cuter. Yeah, way cuter. Yeah. You were cute, but you were, I mean, you look like a boy. Yeah. Um, What is the toughest thing about being a dad? Uh, The toughest thing about being a dad is living with the idea of I didn't do everything I could in this moment. And later it's going to resonate negatively. What do you mean? Like... You know, if the girls have a bad day or I'm having a bad day and every girl is like screaming in the car or, you know, just those moments that you could that if I could have like stepped back and said, okay, like chill, like they've had a bad day, like you go deal with your bad day, like go run the score up on the Madden game or, you know, go kill zombies on Call of Duty or whatever. But Mm -hmm. instead, in those moments, I was like, I just need everybody to stop screaming. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And, like, everyone gets quiet and then Annabelle's like, uh, are you okay? Like, like are, are you sad? Are you mad? Like, her asking me those questions, like, I didn't handle that situation as best as I could have. And I don't want them to be like, man, like, dad would just freak out all the time. Or, like, you know, like, I could always tell when he had a bad day because he would just be, like, yelling all crazy. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And, like, that, you know, to have them have that memory that's a tough pill to swallow. I think as that's... parents, we all struggle with that, you know? Yeah. Because, like, I think there's some days where, like, we together, like, kill it. And then there's some days where it's like, oh, probably could have done that better. Yeah. And then I feel like uh, like the hardest part is feeling like a time traveler, too. What do you mean? Because, again, I see a lot of my attitude and my bad habits and the girls now, I'm sure you see the same, um, you know, just at different times. And I'm like, okay, I got to warn them about this. And it's like you going back in time and trying to warn your current self, like, mm. Hey, don't do this or it's going to be bad. You know what I'm saying? And you're like, no, I mean, I'm like, get out of my face. Like I, I know what I'm doing with my life. You know what I'm saying? Right. So it's just like trying to warn them so they can be the be- absolute best person and have every opportunity. And, try to make adulting as simple not simple because it's not nothing simple about adulting but adulting as painless as possible because my biggest fear with you know just everything with having a family is like you know you, one day we're all gonna die right is me dying and not leaving 
my family with the most knowledge, the most adequate knowledge to take care of themselves. Mm. Yeah. And not that I know all the answers, but I feel like I've been pretty reckless over the years and I've made it this far. Mm. So (laughs) (laughs) they can learn from my mistakes. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Bless. I mean, that, that makes sense. Um, is there anything else you want to say about father? Well, here, I guess I do have one more question for you. Okay. You know, oftentimes we get a lot of the, um, all girls, your poor husband. Yeah. (laughs) How do you feel about being a girl dad? I love it. I mean, I don't, you know, that there was that, that want for a boy, um, I guess just to say I have a boy, you know what I'm saying? Or like that, like that social, almost like social acceptance, if you will. Like, oh, okay, the family's quote unquote complete because now you have a girl and a boy, mm-hmm. right? But really for me, it's it's the personalities. Mm-hmm. And I didn't see that until you pointed it out. And so I thank you for that. But What do you mean? Huh? When oh after I, I was lived? caught yeah I was caught in that yeah my family's not complete until I have a boy mm. but what I really was missing was the personalities mm. you know what I'm saying not not the genders yeah so with my girls like I can't imagine any other personality in the family whether it be a boy or a girl but raising I think raising young women is what I was meant to do like I don't know if if I would have raised a boy right (laughs) you know what I'm saying like I don't know if I would have had anything good to say like I think that my parenting is specifically designed for little girls (laughs) if that sounds weird I'm, I'm sorry like that yeah I think I that sounds weird. I don't think that. I think that. Uh, yeah, I'm. I'm good without a boy. Yeah. Well, I mean, I I hope so because we are done. But, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but you know, I, I do think that there's a lot to be said for like the cultural aspect of like, oh, y'all need a boy, and we don't really need a boy. Yeah. And I, I think a lot of times, you know, whenever people say things like that to me, one, like, rude. You know what I mean? Oh, yeah. But then, two, I feel like I'm the one that gets a short end of the stick for not having a boy. Yeah. <laughs> because girls are always going to love their fathers unconditionally. Yeah. Like, there is just a bond between a girl and her dad that is just different. You know, uh-huh. and I mean, of course, that can be manipulated and changed. And, and we see certain women that do that. Um, you know, they they kind of pin their kid, their daughters and sons, but they they break that daughter father relationship by just not allowing it to properly develop. Um, but I, I think that that is a relationship that develops naturally. Um, and so essentially you know, we have these four little humans that will always see you as the fun one, as the safe one, as, you know, all of that. And, and I don't have a boy to love me unconditionally, but 
I will say, and I, I think some of it's just our family dynamics and our personalities, like, I have never felt a lack of love. You know what I mean? Yeah. And, like, uh, one of our friends had a little boy not too long ago, and whenever I, we went to go meet him, I was like, how is it having a boy? And she's like, well, I just can't explain it. It's different. And so I, I think that there's a piece of me that's like, I'll never know that mother-son connection, and that yeah. kind of stinks. But at the same time, like, I feel so deeply connected to our kids that yeah. I don't know. But I do, I don't know. Sometimes I watch and I feel like people say stupid things to me. They say stupid things to you about us having, like, a singular gendered family. And I just want to be like, stop. Yeah, me too. Like, as a culture, can we not be past that? Like, yeah, right. Can like, we not be done with that yet? Yeah, I mean, it's just... I, I mean, it's just one of those things, like, everyone is, is is brought up to say, like, we can't, like, our family's not complete without a boy. But, again, it's the personalities. Because I know of, <laughs> of a couple little boys that my girls can do everything that they can. Oh, yeah. A few, like, a, a, a lot, actually. Like, my girls, and it's not just about that. Right. You know what I'm saying? But... You don't need that, and and again, you do with what you will with your family, but you don't need that. You don't know, traditional, need every gender. Yeah, you yeah. don't need that traditional. I I don't dynamic. Well, I guess. And it is. You know, like I think of somebody I I love very dearly, <sighs> and she. I mean, she's just near and dear to us. But she has three little boys, and you know, she's like, I don't. And their last set of boys were twins, or their their last set. So they have a single boy, and then they have twin boys. And she was like, I don't know, is it crazy that I, I just, I, I have just always seen myself with a girl. And I so very much so could see that, you know? Like, yeah. she would be a fabulous girl mom. But she's also a fabulous boy mom. And, yeah. you know, I think especially whenever we're in the process of having babies, you're like, well, this is what, like, I... It is no secret. I cried my eyes out when I found Annabelle was a girl. <laughs> I did not want a girl. I wanted a boy. I never saw myself with a girl because I'm not very girly and I don't do all the cutesy things. And you know what I mean? Yeah. Um, but now, now I can't imagine having a boy. Yeah. I, yeah. Like, like I can't imagine Annabelle coming out and her being a boy like i need annabelle in my life yeah right <laughs> like, and there's not a single masculine thing about that girl yeah, um, yeah and how weird is this that like i actually can't really even see our girls being sisters to a boy yeah i say that but i okay so uh, here's the thing this is and i i will preface all of this by jonathan and i've always said that if god opens the right doors we would adopt a child and yes. I, I think that if all of those doors opened and it was a boy, God would have prepared us as parents and our daughters to be sisters to that little boy. But where we stand right now today, it is hard for me to see it. Yeah. That being said, you know, where we might be down the road, I don't know. God could change things and, you know, shape us in that way. And those doors could open. And if he opens them, we will walk through them. But... I don't know. Like, I just feel particularly, I don't know, solid that 
you just get what you get and don't throw a fit. No, I'm just kidding. Yeah. <laughs> but I, I do think that God kind of shapes you and puts certain things in your life for you to be prepared for the children that he's going to give you, no matter what their gender is. Yeah, I agree. But anyways, are you, do you need, do we need to pause this? Are you good? No, I'm good. I was just checking on Maggie. She was rolling around kind of weird. So uh, the girls got passed down a couple of Olive's Elsa dresses because Olive has outgrown them. has been wearing them probably for about a year now. They're like three and four T <laughs> clothes. So uh, one of them has like this little like tool on it. It's like a little princess dress. And Maggie's moving around kind of weird. So I'm just making sure she's okay. But she's okay. Now, one of my sisters thinks it's like the most ridiculous. She's like, why do you have these dress up dresses for them to sleep in? And I'm like, they're not. <laughs> they're, they're PJs. PJs. <laughs> she's like, they're the most extravagant PJs I've ever seen. Yeah. Like Olive has one with like like little fake fur on it and stuff it's yeah. so funny it's so cute that was a christmas one though yeah um, um but yeah so i mean but i mean it's like the the whole boy scenario i mean i i don't think that it needs to be i i think that everybody just needs to realize like hey like we are not in control of what we have that that's all god's doing he hands us out he gives us what we can handle at that mm-hmm. moment. He gives us what we deserve and what's going to make us grow into our ultimate being then. So if this is the path that I'm taking to be my ultimate being in which I feel completely comfortable in and I'm so happy about about being because I feel like it's right, um, I, I'm all for it. I, I'm here for it, 100%. And... I, like I said, I cannot imagine my life without any one of you. Maybe, yeah. maybe two less dogs. Leave <laughs> my dogs alone. But <laughs> I'm just kidding. Even them. But I'm saying like it, like, no, <laughs> it wouldn't be my life if, if, if it was any different. Yeah. I don't know. It It is an interesting thing though. I yeah. literally everybody that's like, oh, poor dad, four girls. I'm like, yeah, it's terrible to have a personal fan club that I, I grew just for him. Yeah, right. I'm like, oh, poor, <laughs> poor dad. Like, check this out. And like, I'll say like a couple of lyrics to the songs and each one of the girls will finish them all together. I'm like, that is cool. <laughs> like, mm-hmm. check this out. When we're walking into the school, they walk in a line like little ducklings and like, everyone i don't even need to go into the school with them like i'm pretty sure they could do it by themselves oh my gosh jonathan has them trained <laughs> i went with them so he almost always does drop off and i went with him one day for drop off and it was like he literally if he would just open the doors for them because there's like security doors he opens the security doors and they just like go like annabelle's like all right i'm gonna take the twins you know backpacks and drop them off and all of like okay i'm gonna hold the door and then they you know the big girls give the little girls kisses and everybody like it they yeah. don't even need him. Yeah. <laughs> it is the cutest thing I've ever seen. Um, but yeah, I I mean, I... Now, okay, I guess here's my, my next question that I just thought Okay. Of. Do you feel any pressure being a girl dad? Because you know every one of those girls are going to measure up their future significant other against you. Yeah, and uh, that that's another scary thing about being a dad. Um it's just not being enough for my girls so that when they are ready to make a decision about who they're going to spend the rest of their life with, 
like they're like well my dad did this and you know i'm not gonna you know do have a guy that did this you know what i'm saying or like Mm -hmm. my dad never took the time to do this with us so i'm gonna look for a guy that does that like that would be cool because you know maybe they go hiking or maybe one of the girls like man i always wanted to you know ride roller coasters my dad never let us because he's all scared Mm -hmm. and they're adventurous in that way you know but i i don't want them to be like man my dad never said I love you enough or my dad and I never saw my mom and dad hold hands or I never did you know saw them do this Mm -hmm. and I'm always afraid like am I taking advantage of every opportunity I can to show them love to show them respect to show them kindness to show them you know what a woman should be treated like so when they're like oh man my mom and dad always you know dance this one phoenix song I want to find a band that you know I can dance to whatever so that is a huge uh, worry of mine. Um, but again, like, I feel like thinking about all these things, they're always in the back of my mind. So I'm always trying to at least at one time, like, show the girls a little fun and not, you know, let them, I don't know, go the day without saying, man, my dad didn't tell me I loved him. He loved me today, you know? Yeah. <laughs> so I don't know. Yeah. But, um, yeah, I, I, the constant fear of like never being enough for my girls is always just like that lingering. I think again, though, that's kind of like a parental thing in general of like, am I enough? Like, did I do good enough today? Did I, did I show them? Am I teaching them enough? You know? Yeah. And that's some of our really good friends, their daughters older. And I, I'm really thankful. So we have two people that we're pretty close to that have daughters that are older, like 12, 13. I mean, of course, like, we also have older niece and nephew, but, like, these these are people that we see pretty frequently. And, you know, one of them has really started taking their daughter to, to work with them quite a bit during the summer, you know, and just, like, letting her experience, like, what business is. And, and really and truly, it started when she was younger, you know, he would take her school to school and let her do the counts and things like that. And I'm like, man, we're really getting close to, like, Annabelle it being a good opportunity for her to start seeing like and understanding basic business principles and things like that to where it's something she can grow up in and each of the girls to grow up in and and go into the workforce like that much further ahead, you know, to like have good ideas and to understand how businesses work and things like that, which, I mean, I'm really thankful that, you know, I I work for a company that is family friendly. Yeah. (laughs) Um, but it is one of those things of like, okay, like when is the right time to start doing that? Like, I don't know. When is the right time to start talking about it? Which I do. I I think we've done a pretty natural job of like already talking to her about certain leadership things. And, you know, it's like, okay, now we need to be really intentional about making sure we're talking to all of about those things. And yeah, it's interesting. It is. And and it's, it's a lot of fun too. Cause it's like, like <laughs> they're like they're, they're they're your little guinea pigs. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um so anyways, especially Annabelle, poor Annabelle. The oldest is like the guinea pig extraordinaire, if you will. Yeah, because and two, it's like I know I let the twins get away with a lot more than I let the older two girls get oh away with. Oh my gosh, we really do. I it's funny you say that because I was literally thinking about that what yesterday? Uh-huh. Like, how very strict I always was with Annabelle as a toddler. And yes. And even I was pretty strict <laughs> with Olive. 
And like the twins, I'm just like, I'm so tired and there's two of you. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, like, fine, have it. Uh, I, so you're, but you've always kind of been bad about that. That is true. It's just you're around more. Yeah. So they get away with more, whereas used to when it was just me, I'm fine being stern by myself, but you yeah. tend to make me softer. Yeah, that is true. We need to work on that. Yeah. We probably need to get a handle there. Because <laughs> it is like, I I was telling, we were over at Jonathan's parents earlier today, and I was telling Eloise and Maggie, hey, stop that. And Eloise turns around and said, you stop that. And I was like, I am tired enough that I want to laugh at that. But I know if that was either one of your older sisters, I would have been like, excuse <laughs> yeah. you? Have you lost your mind? I know. And like Maggie slapped the crap out of Olive tonight. I mean, okay. She's literally sitting in my lap. She is sitting in my lap. We're about to say our prayers goodnight. And I had turned my head to look at something else. The next thing I know, I hear like a. Loud. Like, loud. Loud. Open hand slap. <laughs> On her, and I turn around just in time to see, like Maggie's hands are already back on her lap. She's not laughing. She's not. She has no expression. It was like it had never happened. Like for a second, I thought, did Olive just slap herself? Like what? Just and like Maggie's just sitting there, proper as can be, like, and like Olive's like stunned. Yeah, like Maggie's like closed, tight lip, like 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 nothing just happened. Yeah. Like, no. Nothing wh- happened. Wh- why are you still standing in front of, of course, me? Of course, then Jonathan's like, baby, to Olive, don't don't get so close to them. And I want to be like, no, tell her to smack the crap of her back. <laughs> like, if you're going to slap me, I'll slap you back. Like, don't tell her just to get out of her way. Like, no, the, no, no. The big girls and I are right now are in retreat mode. No. In the twin battle. Y'all need to get out of that because <laughs> we're trying. We're we're retreating to regroup. No, it's full, full. <laughs> what is it? Full press, full court press. Oh, I don't know. I think it's a basketball term. Like where you got. Why would like, I know you gotta that? Got to be on them. I don't know. <laughs> I mean, I did. I played basketball for a second. I've never played basketball other than at Blaze Mountains. <laughs> yeah, uh, but yeah, we need to be in full court press. Like we need to be on them. Yeah, and we have not been so this week. Let's be on the twins. Okay. All right. Let's talk about our dads. Okay. Well, you had one more question for me. No, that's it. Are you sure? Yeah. Okay. I felt like the last question was a good question. Oh, well, the last thing I've written down is what's the toughest thing, but we already did that. Okay. Is there a good question you wanted me to ask? No. Okay. Did you want me to ask you something like, how do you look so good while you parent all these kids? Whatever. (laughs) You do. I do not. You do. Nope. Uh Uh-huh. I'm into it. Uh, Do you have... Uh, I mean, you want to just talk about your dad in general and talk about my dad in general, and then we can get into the specifics? Sure. All right, go for it. Uh, my dad's awesome. He really is. Jonathan's dad is probably one of my most favorite people. Yeah. Yeah, he's a great guy. You have so many words. You get it from your dad. Uh, yeah, I was going to say, well, I mean, I get it from him. <laughs> so Jonathan's dad, we call him a pa, or the kids call him a pa. I call him a pa. Um... We call him Cheeseburger. <laughs> Jonathan's life goal is to annoy the piss out of him. Yeah. And he is like the kindest, most patient guy. And I can't tell you how many times I want to be like, just just hit your son. Like, yeah. just one good pop over the head. Like, he's being so annoying to you right now. <laughs> like, yeah. But it's it is, crazy. Whenever I see you guys like acting like that, like I can see you as a child. Does that make sense? <laughs> yeah. Like, I feel like I get glimpses into your childhood by how you play with your dad. 
<laughs> yeah, pretty much. Uh, but he is, he's just that guy that like, I mean, if you're, if you're like, man, I, I need this or I need that. He's like, okay, like, I'll go get it for you. Yeah. Like he's, he's, if you're in his good graces, he's the nicest guy in the world. If you're not, I go look somewhere else because you're, you're not going to get it from my dad. Like you might get like a, Hey, what's up? But like, if you were like in his circle, I mean, if, if he's wearing a shirt and he's like, man, Ray, that's a nice shirt. He'd be like, Oh yeah, you want it? And like hand it to you or he's going to go out and buy it and you're going to have it on your front porch the next day. Yeah. And he, so I don't know. I have no idea what it's like to not be in a circle. Like, I feel like your dad was the first one out of your whole family to just, like, just take me in. Just accept me. Yeah. Um, if he likes you, you're going to know it. If he doesn't like you, you're definitely going to know it. Yeah. Do you think that's accurate? I don't I don't know. I feel like... Well, he's not going to be like... He's never rude. Yeah, he's not going to be rude to you. He's just not going to be... He's, he's not, not going to engage. engage. Yeah. yeah that, 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 that's what I mean. Like, So I don't think you'll know unless you're looking for it. Yeah. But also that's tricky to say because he's not a big talker unless you're talking to him. Like, he's I, never going to be that guy that sees you across the room and makes a beeline for you and be like, hey, what's going on? Yeah, no, but also... If you're in his good graces, he's going to engage in conversation with you. If you're not and he doesn't show you, like, anything, I've seen him turn away from a conversation before. Like, I'm not listening. And just, like, turn away from the conversation. Not my sweet papa. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, ooh, dude, stop talking. He does not like you. <laughs> um. Oh, okay. Yeah, I do. I guess I have seen that once. Um, I. He is also very thoughtful. Like, yeah. He really, really, (laughs) truly tries to put so much thought into, like, gifts that he gives or cards that he picks out or... Yes. Like, he's just... He's He's a a sweetheart. He is such a sweetheart. Like, (laughs) he's just the best. And I I love talking to him. I love hearing him tell stories. Um, I just like having him around. Yeah. Like, he... He's like a weighted safety blanket. (laughs) Yeah. He makes you feel warm and safe. Yeah, and heavy. Oh, <laughs> see, and I, I think what has always made me so comfortable around your dad is the fact that I think he has similar in energy to my dad. I think so too. Like your dad is definitely like the quiet, not quite all the time, but like, you know, first meeting your dad in the, in our, in our circumstances, like was a little nerve wracking, but like just being in his presence, like my dad, like it's, it's so cool. Like you know, sitting on your on the patio with your dad, like watching, you know, live PD or whatever, smoking a cigar, having a glass of uh, whiskey or bourbon is like some of the best times because we don't say anything other than like when there's commercials, like, what would you think about that? Or, mm-hmm. you know, how the Cowboys look this year or, you know, what about the Rangers? And that's it. When the show comes back on, we're quiet again. But like those are some of the most meaningful times because it's just being in his presence. Well, and I, I think one of the things that makes it is always made it so easy for me to be around your dad, too, is just like my dad, I, they're okay with silence. Yeah. And I know I irritate probably both of them because I'll be like, okay, I have a question. <laughs> and, like, your dad is really great about it. And he's always like, okay. Like, yeah, shoot. Whereas my dad's had, like, you know, 32 years of it. So he's like, okay, what now? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> It's so funny. 
Nah. Um, but they're both good sports about it. And even though, you know, they might initially be like, we could be quiet, like, they always end up laughing with me. And, you know, I, my dad doesn't live here, and so I don't get to see him very often. Um, and so it, it is comforting to to have somebody so close by with some energy. And I also just... Like, your dad isn't one to say I love you a ton, but, like, I know he loves me. Yeah. Like, I know it without a shadow of a doubt. Yep. Um, he just sees my bud. Like, I I feel like anytime something bad happens or scary happens, my very first thought is, like, I need to call Pa. Yeah. You know? Yeah. I, I know exactly what you mean. Like, like, the first time I heard the... My dad tell Annabelle, like, he loves her. Like, any of the girls. Like, ugh. I just wanted to die, like, right then and there. He told me he loved me today. Did he? Yeah, because I was like, bye, I love you. And he was like, I love y'all. Guess what he didn't tell me today? That he loved you? Yep. Well, did but, you tell him? No. But, again, I know he does. Like, oh, yeah. I know that our relationship yeah, yeah, yeah. Is, is that. You know, like, I, I, I don't need that affirmation Mm -hmm. because like i know hell it could be 1 30 in the morning i call him hey dad uh i ran out to get a sunday whatever had a flat or the car broke down the car won't start whatever Mm -hmm. okay but where are you at i tell him okay i'll be right there and he's there like ready to fix the problem ready to face whatever's about to come right beside me Well, that's okay. So I always think back to, um, I got my first car accident when I was pregnant with Annabelle and, uh, some little teenage girl rear ended me. She was on her phone. And if you've ever been with Britt, you'll be very surprised to hear that that was her first car accident. (laughs) You're such a butthead. Um, she was on her phone. She wasn't paying attention. She rear ended me. She ended up totally in the car because the way she bent my, uh, yeah. Uh, but anyways, so she hit me and I remember I was taking some stuff from one school to another, um, for work. And like, I called my boss and was like, oh, I got the car. And he was like, are, are you okay? And I was like, I mean, yeah, I think, I don't know. And of course he was like, do I need to come to you? Like, what do you need right now? And I'm like, no, Jonathan's dad's coming. Cause Jonathan couldn't leave work. Yeah. And his dad, you know, sleeps during the day and he works at night. And so... He called. Did you call him? I think you called him. Did I call him? No, you. I called him. Yeah, and so like just like as soon as he got to me, I was just like, oh, thank God, because <laughs> yeah. I was a mess. Like I didn't know what to do, and like I'd never been in that situation, and I didn't know. You know, I was like, I don't know about the baby, and I mean, your sweet dad. Like I, my car was not drivable, and so I don't even remember exactly what we did. I think he somehow got in a parking lot. I don't, your dad just took care of it for me, um, and then he put me in his truck and he took me to the hospital to make sure that like the baby was okay. And I mean, everything was fine, but it just—I don't know. Like in that moment, like he was just so like there, and I'm sure he was just like because he. I, we still didn't know each other for that long, like in the big yeah. scheme of things. Um, and it, there's just, there's no questions. There's no if and or buts. Like, what do you need? I, I will take you here. Do you need me to stay with you? Like, what do you need from me? And and I just think that that's a really selfless, you know? Yeah, he, he is pretty selfless. Um, 
Like but yeah. I, I know, like I mean, you know, as being a truck driver for the majority of his life, he has you know some health issues and stuff. But like, the girls could go over and be like, "I want this, I want this, I want this, I want this," and he's giving them everything. Not that that that's what a you know that's what a grandparent needs to do, right? They need to spoil their grandkids, but like the amount of love that goes into the things that he presents his family like is crazy. Yeah. Yeah. It, um, it, it's it's definitely something that like I strive every day to do and like I know if I am half of that like I'm I'm going to be a great dad. Yeah. So again, you know, with Mother's Day we talked about how I have, you know, obviously my mom and then I have a stepmom, so I have my dad and then I also have a stepdad. Um, and I, you know, I think that it's, it's kind of weird. I I think being a daughter and having both like a dad and a stepdad. Right. Mm-hmm. And so I will say like, and in, I mean, you know this already, but like dad and I, we've just always had a really easy connection. Yeah. Like I just have a really, like, there's never a time <sighs> in my life where I haven't felt like being with my dad was just not easy. There's been things along the way that obviously have, like, hurt my feelings or, you know, maybe I went a little bit of, like, being angry or frustrated with him. But all in all, like, anytime I'm around my dad, like, that's an easy relationship. Yeah. Because I, in a lot of ways, like, we're cut from similar cloths. Yeah. And how we communicate, you know? Yeah. Like, there's some differences. Like, whenever he gets angry or frustrated, he shuts down, whereas I'm like, we're talking. And he, except I do that with everybody except my dad. That's funny. Isn't that weird? Yeah. Like anyone else in my life, it's like, no, if you want to be in my life and we're going to have a disagreement or something, we're going to freaking talk. But like with my dad, I'm like, no, we don't have to talk about it. You know, I don't think that my dad and I have had a disagreement since I was younger. But like, you know, as you were talking, I was thinking about it. But like the things that we had disagreements on. It's the exact same thing I was just explaining to myself. He's a time traveler trying to tell his younger self, Bubba, mm. don't do this. Yeah. And I was like, oh, you don't know. Like, you don't know, you know, what I'm capable of. And he's like, no, like, I've been there. I've I've seen it happen. It's not going to turn out good. And I'm just, I'm fighting back because I think I know everything. And all along, I should have been listening. Yeah. Well, and I think you and your dad, y'all both are, whenever y'all don't like something, y'all tend to shut down instead of talk about it. Yeah. And I mean, that's something that you do with every, like, I've really had to, like, work with you on that. Yeah, for real. Because it makes me crazy. <laughs> um, but yeah, I don't know. Like, I just, I don't like to have conflict with my dad, which my poor mom, because I will walk right into conflict with my mom. I say that. I tend to avoid it the older I get. But, yeah. you know, like, I, I don't mind having conflict with my mom, but I do not like having conflict with my dad. Um, now, I will say I've always I've always had a good relationship with my stepdad, too. Like, he never came in and, like, tried to be dad. Like, he, just like my stepmom, like, my stepdad let me have, like, we have our own relationship, you know? That's cool, yeah. Like, it's not he 
he's not my dad, but he's also not just some guy. He's not like a family friend. Like nobody else could be my stepdad. You know what I mean? Yeah, 100%. Like just like nobody else could ever be my dad. Nobody could ever, nobody else could ever be my, my stepdad. Like that is a singular position. Yeah. Um, to him, like he's the only one that I think could ever fill that position in my life. Um, but he, so he's really, my dad and my stepdad are very different people, which is good. Like yeah. there's a reason that my mom, and my dad didn't work out. Yeah. Um, but my stepdad is very, like, he's very patient. So patient. Very patient. <laughs> I mean, he's had his moments, particularly when we were younger, because... But that's a lot of buildup. Right. Like, he walked into a single mom with five kids. So, <laughs> yeah. fair enough. Um, but he he is very patient. Um, he... So, like, when I was with my dad, my dad would teach me to drive around the DFW air, uh, area, which I'm super thankful for. But my stepdad bought me a little standard card car. It was a little Ford Escort. It was a little two-door. And it was a standard. So my stepdad, you know, obviously living here with us full time, taught me to drive my standard. And that takes a lot of patience. Yeah. And so I think that's right there just speaks volumes to his patience. And I will say, like, I was always really thankful to have my stepdad here because whereas my mom and I just naturally, like, our personalities, like, we don't communicate well at all. Like, where we would clash a lot whenever I was younger, my stepdad would be a pretty good, like, mediator. Like, he typically can, like, hear me when my mom can't and kind of translate. Hmm. And so I'm really thankful for that. Because even now, sometimes, like, whenever mom's making me crazy because, you know, again, girl, mom, like, it just happens. Um, I'm like, I don't, like, I, I don't even know how to how to help her understand this and he's always like i i got it just give it some space like whatever or like he'll joke with me about what it is i'm frustrated in a way that gives me affirmation that i'm not crazy to be frustrated (laughs) and i'm thankful for that because it always made me feel like at least i had somebody on my side even you know obviously my mom's always on my side or whatever but like when we argue like we do not communicate at all well and yeah. so he was always a good it, – it made me feel like I had somebody on my side. That's awesome. Yeah. So I'm I'm really thankful for that. Like, you know, I do feel – it's kind of hard not to use his name, you know, because, like, I don't go around calling him stepdad. Yeah. Um, I call him, I guess, Papa sometimes with the kids. But, uh, yeah, I don't know. It's just I'm thankful for him. I'm thankful that he, he balances my mom beautifully. Much better than I think anyone else ever could. Yeah. Um, he loves our kids. Like, I, I love my stepdad. I, I love my dad. I love my stepdad. Super thankful to have both of them. Um, so, what is something your dad, our dads do that comfort us? Um, I guess my thing that my dad does that comforts me is... <sighs> Man, I, I don't know. Like, I could say cooks. Always cooks. Um, 
Yeah, I don't. I, here, you take this one while I think about it. <laughs> <laughs> your your dad's very much so a doer. Like, I don't know. Um, okay, so I think for my stepdad, what was always comforting was that he would, like, advocate for me. You know, like, I, I always know that even if my mom and I are, like, screaming, fighting, like, he is trying to understand me. Yeah. And, like, that, that's been the truth since I was very young. Obviously, like, as an adult, my mom and I don't really scream and fight anymore, right? But I always feel like when my mom doesn't hear me, like, he is listening. Like, he is trying to understand, and he typically does understand me. And so I always just have felt really safe communicating with him. Um, my dad, what he does that comfort, you know, I, I think for me, and it's so hard because my dad is so far away, but like the most comforting thing about my dad is just like his physical presence. Yeah. Like I just, I know that if my dad can fix something for me, he will. Like I know that, you know, if whenever I'm talking to him, so my, my mamaw passed away um, in 2020. And that was really hard for me because she was, she's always been my person. Like she's always been the person that whenever like, I've absolutely had it. I would call her and just be like, you know, oh, this crazy thing happened. Or like, I'm just so frustrated because of this, or I'm so mad at so-and-so because of this or, or whatever. And, um, you know, I, whenever she passed, uh, in that time after I was talking to my dad and I was just like, I just don't know like who I'm going to vent to or who I'm going to go to. And he was like, I mean, you can come to me. And I was like, well, I mean, yeah, but I don't know. It's just, it, mammal was always just really good at listening and not like trying to fix things. Right. And so my dad since like, you know, I've done that a few times and I feel like it's been really comforting because he, you know, he tries to talk me through it. He tries to coach me through it because he, he is a fixer. And that, that wasn't necessarily mammal, like how mammal did it. But I still find it really comforting. And, yeah. you know, just knowing that, you know, he he wants to see us successful and he wants to see us, you know, thriving. It's just really, I don't know. It's been good. But I honestly, like, the one thing that is the most comforting about my dad is just physically having him nearby. Like, I just yeah. find his presence comforting. Which is also, I find your dad's presence comforting. Yeah, me too. Um, so I definitely could say, like, you know, what comforts me is, is just his presence uh, as well. Um, when he, like, kind of... I guess if I talk to my mom about something, she's always going to tell my dad, which I don't mind. Like, I, I tell my dad anyways. But, like, he always is like, well, what are you going to do? And I'll tell him. And he's like, all right. Have you thought about it? So, yeah. Okay. Well, if you need anything, I'm here. Like, cool. Like, not really, like, a much of, like, a pushback. Just like a, hey, if you've thought about this far go for it but know that i'm here if that plan doesn't work out yeah like that assurance without him being like without questioning me like that trust and i don't even know if it's trust more of like a well bubba if i say anything you're not gonna listen anyways so just go on and do it you know just him like believing in you that that belief in you that it's gonna work out is so reassuring 
Well, and I, I kind of think that our dads are similar in that. Yeah. Like, I don't know if it's that mentality of, like, I mean, like, all right, if you have a good handle on it, go for it. Or if it's, like, they're not going to listen anyways. Like, we'll just let it play out. I'm here if you yeah. need me. And, and it, it's different, too, because, like, I've seen him kind of do that to a lot of people that he's not that invested in. Right. But, like, it, it's a different look in his eyes. Like, when he is not that invested in it, his, his eyes are kind of, like, half glazed over. Well, like that and like lower, like he just kind of giving you like that, like yeah, yeah, like that, like like his eye eyelid is almost closed, right? And um, he's kind of like yeah, I'm like he kind of like does like a little shoulder shrug, like do it, like kind of lifts his hand up while he says that. But like if he is really engaged and really cares about your next moves, like he's not wide eyed, but he's more alert. And will kind of give you, like, a half smile afterwards because, like, he believes in you. Yeah. Yeah. I, yeah. You know, like, just, like, his posture, like, I I can tell, like. (laughs) You get, like, a vote of confidence. Yes. Yeah, I could see that. I can see that. Um, Okay, so what do you feel like the best thing your dad taught you was? Man, I have no idea. I, I, I I'm still learning. Yeah. <laughs> I. Oh, man. So like, whenever I. I don't know. My dad. I feel like he's taught me several things. I think he's, the most. The first thing that pops to mind is like really. So he's the youngest brother, and he had five older siblings, um, four of which were girls, right? Yeah. And so probably one of the most recent things is, like, how to have a relationship with my little brother. Because, you know, I so naturally, like, want my little brother to do better than me, right? And I, yeah. I mean, I want the same for my little sister, but we just... You know, we communicate differently. And my little brother, we communicate almost the same. And so it was just like we constantly would butt heads. And my dad one day broke it down for me and was like, hey, look, this is the experience I had with my sisters. And this is how it made me feel. Yeah. And I feel like my dad in general has a really, really knack I guess a really good strength or I don't know exactly what you want to call it but I guess he he has a knack for taking really complicated things and just boiling them down to like simple things that's cool and I I think that that's something that he's taught me over the years is like you know in the midst of all of chaos or drama or nonsense he would always be like this is the actual problem yeah and so I, I think that that is a major skill like he's taught me in terms of like I can see a lot of nonsense, but I can usually cut through it to like where's the core of the issue. And dad's pretty good over that. And it's funny because my dad is not um, – I, I would say his emotional intelligence is not high. I would say it's moderate. It's there. But he really thinks – over emotions are pretty stupid right um i think it's more of like a 
I'm gonna tell you how I feel. I don't have to show. No, not not show no, you because he, he like shows you. Yeah, like like the the, the overexpressions, like somebody being overly dramatic pisses him off. Yeah, like like if you know Maggie goes poop in the potty, he's not gonna celebrate it like the Cowboys winning the Super Bowl. You know what I'm saying? Okay, but he's different with children. Because I, he is a baby kind of guy. Like, he loves babies and toddlers. So he would actually probably celebrate that. Like, if we were excited, he would get excited for that, for her. But whenever adults are being dramatic, yeah. okay. he is not about that. Yeah. Like, he he is like, that's the stupidest crap I've ever heard. <laughs> <laughs> he just does not like it. He will shut down towards it. But he is intuitive enough to see, like, the real issue. Like, whenever there's a bunch of nonsense, and that probably a lot of that has to do with having so many older sisters. But he can see all the drama and the nonsense and be like, they're saying all this crap, but really they're pissed about this. Now, he's going to also be the one to say, and I'm not dealing with it. But he can identify it. Yeah. And I think that that is something that I've picked up from him from a really young age of, like, I could see all the nonsense and it was like, these things that you're yelling the loudest about are not really the issue. The issue is this. Yeah, I see that. But then how come you weren't that upset with the uh, 2020 election? I'm <laughs> just kidding. <laughs> so I think I also share with him annoyance with politics. <laughs> My dad gets really annoyed with politicians. I get really annoyed with politics. Um <laughs> Well, and I, I also think, kidding. like, dad's, as he's, like, learned in his leadership, you know, growth, like, I feel like it's been cool because we've been able to, like, bounce things off each other and, like, he shares experiences or thoughts or things that he's learned and I can share. So, I don't know. I mean, I, I think a lot of that goes into it. That's cool. Um, okay, so I found out. Are, are you done or do you have more? I was going to do my stepdad, but you. Okay, go for it. Did I, I didn't do my stepdad yet, have I? I'm pretty sure you did. Okay. You said that he uh, is the one that always advocates for you. Well, yeah, but that's not what he taught me. Okay, what did he teach you? I think he taught me to listen. Like, my stepdad is a really, a, a pretty good listener. Do you agree, disagree? Yeah, I know, I agree. I think he should, the patience thing. Yeah, and so I, I think that one of the really great examples he set for me was, like, in the midst of that chaos, which... I'm terrible about it with my family. When it comes to my mom and my siblings, I'm really, I'm just so easily triggered. And the older I get, I think the better I get about it. But whenever I was young, I was freaking terrible about it. But I will tell you, like, I think watching him over the years, just like in the midst of everybody's feelings, because as you guys can probably imagine, there were a lot of feelings in our house. He just, he listened and he watched. And I think that that's something that I'm really good at now, like in in the business world with my friends, like I don't mind listening and watching like I can I can do that. And so I think it's been really cool. You know, it's like my stepdad really was a good example of that in our household growing up and then watching like pairing that with my dad's ability to like see through the nonsense. Like I, I feel like I kind of got a really good duo there yeah that's awesome yeah so what'd you think about with your dad um he is teaching me how to be selfless he's teaching me how to 
Oh, like he's still teaching you? Yeah, because yeah. I haven't perfected it yet. Like mm-hmm. I am still selfish in a lot of ways. Um, but I I feel like to be like like him, you know, I I have to let go of it's just material things like you know stuff that I like to do for myself not that I necessarily need yeah but like just how to be that family guy how to be that family man that that guy that would say no matter what my family's gonna be taken care of like yes I will put down everything that I'm doing right now because my girls need me my family needs me and I, I think that with that like you know that that carries on into my professional worlds with you know just trying to help everyone and you know with my home world with giving my girls whatever they need you know what I'm saying yeah and and not necessarily things that they you know that they're like they just cry over but just just being there for them when they need it but again I'm still learning so but him teaching me how to be selfless like him is is probably the probably one of the most important things that he's he's ever taught me yeah yeah i think your dad is also a really good example to us on like patience yeah i think so too because you and your sister y'all are a pain in the butt and he is so patient no i'm just kidding (laughs) i know i know yeah no we 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 definitely get our tempers from our mom but he he is very selfless like I could probably call him right now and be like, Pa, would you bring me a banana split? A hundred percent. He and would he be like, probably yeah. would. Yeah. To, I don't uh, know if he'd do it for you, but I think he'd do it for me. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> I, no, I, I, I agree. I agree. But that's the kind of selflessness that he's teaching me. You know what I'm saying? Because it, I would do the exact same thing if you asked me to do it. But like if one of our friends called and was like, man, I'm really just craving a banana. If my sister lived here and was like, man, I'm really craving a banana split, I'd be like, all right then. Call dad. Yeah. <laughs> I wouldn't <laughs> put him in that it. situation. I'd be like, you know, okay, like tell whoever go get it for you. Like, I don't know what to, I don't know how to help you out. When if she'd call my dad, she'd be like, hey dad, I really want to need a banana split right now. He'd be like, all right, I'll go get it for you. So like, I'm still learning in that aspect, but he would 100% do it for you, not me. Yeah. <laughs> Which I have no problem with. I have no problem with. I, I'm not I'm not upset about it in, in any way. Okay, but I, I feel like there are certain aspects of again, like that father daughter, like my father in law is obviously not my dad. He's also not my stepdad, but he is my father in law. And like that I feel like is an equally like nobody else could ever be my father in law. You know, like the the relationship that I have with him is so singular and i feel like there are pieces of that father-daughter relationship that translates yeah i feel like (coughs) i feel like too like he is he's kind of like me or i'm kind of like him in the sense that as long as i know that my family's taken care of like i'm good you know yeah so he's gonna do whatever he can to make sure that his family's taken care of and he does like the job that he has sucks i did it for a week and hated every minute of it yeah and he's done it for years decades 30 plus years yeah yeah i'm like dude (laughs) like thank you (laughs) but i i think he takes such a sense of pride too in the life he's been able to give y'all because of that job yeah 
And he has. I mean, he... And granted, your mom also worked her butt off. And yes, it cracks me up because, you know, whenever we're like, oh, we just love Apollo. Like, he's the best. Uh, my mother-in-law is like, <laughs> he is who he is today because I made him that person. And she's 100% right. Like, yes. she... And that's, I think, why they work so beautifully together. Like, she kicks him in the butt. She makes him, like, take care of himself. She makes him, like... Hey, come on. We got to get this done. Like, we got things to do. And, you know, he might be a little grumpy about it, but he always does it. Like, yeah, because he knows, like, that's what my family needs. Yeah. And that's that too. Like, you know, that when she's when she told him that, you know, that night when we were laying in bed, that's why I thanked you for pushing me to be, you know, a a good father. You know, like, I know my dad can teach me stuff, but you really need that person, your significant other beside you at, at I can't speak for every man every man but I'm a big procrastinator I'm a big like yeah I'll do it like huge I, I'll tell you how big and this is gonna upset Brit and I kind of don't want to bring this up but <laughs> I'm going to because that's how big of a procrastinator I am I need I need to hold myself accountable I had Brit get Annabelle this soccer ball or the like big girls this soccer ball for mm. Christmas <laughs> To help them work on their ball handling skills. Guess what is still in the box yet to be opened? He made such a big deal about it. I a was, big deal. A huge deal. I was done Christmas shopping. Yes. I was done. I had been done for like a month. We got to get this. Sent me the link over and over and over again. Stupid thing is still in the box. In the box. So, fellas, do not do what I do. Listen to the words that I'm saying. Do not procrastinate. Take the time to do it with your kids. Like, you know, I'm sure the reason my dad does half the things that he does is because you're never going to get those moments back. You're sitting there with your kid, like, helping feed, you know, helping do whatever. You know, your kid's crying because they want a pink plate and you handed them a green plate, whatever. I know it's frustrating. I know that, you know, tempers can run high. But you're never going to get that moment back with your kid. There's never going to be another Thursday night at 10 o'clock. Your kid's just throwing up. The only thing they want is to hold you. And that's the only way they can sleep. I know it sucks. I know you're sleepy. Do it. Do it. Yeah. I know. That is the truth. And that. And like I said, I think that's why my dad does this. Because like. He knows that he's missed a lot of time, you know, truck driving the majority of his life. Like when we were young, like, you know, he would be out for weeks at a time. He was a, he was a a OTR over the road driver. And then, I mean, it, it, I think that him now is like, I need to make up for that time. Like I need to be there. Yeah. And I will. So like. You know, through the pandemic, and especially, it, it wasn't really because of the pandemic, it was because we had twin infants, and I needed help, especially when you were working. Like, your parents were over here all the time. And then, it was like, you know, he used to help me with dance nights when you worked, and they would help with soccer nights. And this last semester, they really haven't been over here a whole ton. And I, you know, it, it is, like, you, you almost miss that, like, them just physically yeah. being around. Which I think they probably needed a break as much as any of us <laughs> Um, but you know, it really, 
I don't know. And, you know, my, my dad and some mom, they've been talking about moving to Lubbock. And I, I really hope that works out because it is just like the time goes so fast. Yeah. And, you know, we really and truly like our kind of mottos with our family, I guess if you have motto, is you can have as much time as you want with our family. Like, yeah, you just we're we're not going to beg anyone to be a part of our kids lives. Yeah. And so if you want to come over, come over. Like if you want to pick them up, talk to us. Let's let us figure it out. Like you can be as involved or as not involved and we'll love you just the same. And, you know, your your parents, especially your dad, have been like, I mean, both of your parents for sure. But your mom has quite a social life. <laughs> is, she really does. Yeah, she really she's does. involved. Like she she gives back to our community. Like she's got stuff going on. Um, I mean, she, she has never not made time for us. I mean, she yeah. always makes time for us. Don't get me wrong with that. But like your dad, I'm pretty sure would <laughs> hang out with us every night if your mom would let him. Yeah, he would. And like, and I wouldn't mind, you know, be, being that, being that in that same trucking industry that my dad is in, like when I stopped working at, uh, the truck driving job, he was so happy and it was crazy to me, you know, just thinking about this, like. In my younger years, in my late teens, my early 20s, he pushed for me every day to go get a job at the freight company he was working at or like another freight company. Yeah, but he wanted you to do it while you were young to put some money aside. Yeah, yes, yes. And I should have because I would have been amazing. Mm -hmm. But like, you know, seeing him saying, man, I'm glad you got out of there because like your kids need you, like your family needs you. I'm so happy you're able to do this. Like, I was never able to. I was like, oh, my gosh. Like, yeah, this dude cares, you know, so it was really cool. Well, and I I think, too, like, you know, I your dad loves spending time with us in general. But I do think that whenever you worked a lot, like he saw that gap and was like, hey, I can be there. Yeah. Like, let me help. Like, let me help make that a little bit easier for you because your mom didn't have a lot of people to, like, step in and help. I mean, she did, but not in that same capacity, you know? Yeah. And so I I think that your parents knew that struggle all too well. And they were like, here, let us let us be that extra that helping hand. And I, I think that every parent, you know, like all I want for the girls is for them to really love other people and like do things better than we've done them. And I think that that's what your parents have always wanted for for you and your sister. Like, do better than we did. Like, here, let us help you get ahead so that you don't have to have the same struggles we had. Yep, 100%. And I think that's pretty cool. I mean, same with my parents. Like, my parents don't want me to have the same struggles that they had. Like, you know, every generation just wants that next to be a little bit better. Yeah. Or a lot a bit better. Yep. But... Well, that that's all of my my dad questions. I do I'll love it. all of our dads. Like, yes, me too. We really are blessed with a lot of really awesome parents and a lot of strong father figures around. You know, just to any time I I I know I can call my father in laws to for any kind of advice. Like there was a point where I called Bill. I was like, you know, my dad can offer me this advice, but I really want to hear what my father in law Bill has to say. Like. Yeah. I'm going to call him and ask him. And it's exactly what I needed to hear. Like that was, it, it's, it's, it's amazing knowing that I can turn to any one of them and them be just as important as my dad and their advice, their words, their, their love as, as anything, you know? Yeah. 
So I'm really thankful for that. Well, and it is, you know, we we essentially have six parental figures that we can go to and we can ask questions and we can learn from and we've watched and we've, you know, just been able to draw experiences from because each one of them have walked a very different life. Yeah. And so it's kind of cool to, I don't know, just to have like that many different perspectives and and that many people rooting for us because yeah i mean every one of them want the best for us and every one of them i feel like are rooting for us and every one of them like will be there when we when and if we need them 100% i will say the reality of how old my dad is just like continues to hit me no i'm just i know <laughs> i'm like oh my dad and like he's I'm... this old he's this old and i was like jeez dad like <laughs> No, I, I really only brought it up because I love to tease my dad about being old. Um, That's funny. Today, you know, it's funny because like I tease him about it, but very much so in my head, I think I will always see him as like in his 40s because that's whenever I realize like how old my dad was, he was in his 40s. And so I feel like in my mind, he'll always be in his 40s. Yeah. And so, like, today he made mention of how old he was. And it's, like, I tease him about it because I, I know that that's something that he's thinking about a lot. Maybe I shouldn't tease him about it. I don't know. Um, but, oh, poor Okay, busy. well, okay. All right. So let's go go get her some medicine. Oh. What? You're just like, all right, done. Well, I'm worried about my baby. She's coughing a little bit. Not terrible. Okay. Anyways, right. I, I like to tease him about it. But really, in my head, he'll forever be in his 40s. Mm-hmm. So, that's it. You interrupted <laughs> me, so I lost my train of thought. <laughs> no, that's exactly where you're going with the story. <laughs> all right. Well, that's all I got, if that's all you got. That's all I got. Well, happy Father's Day, my love. Thank you. Happy Father's Day to all the guys out there. You are the best daddy ever. <laughs> well, I appreciate it. I, I definitely try to be. I know... You know, sometimes I get off the path, but I mean, it's, I try. I know you do. And I, <laughs> you know, I think something I've said, gosh, I from the get-go is the best thing, the best gift I've ever given our daughters is having you as a father. <laughs> I appreciate that. No, I appreciate you. <laughs> well, I love you. I love you. <laughs>